Welcome to the All Bodies Nutrition Podcast. I am your host, Delenia Agresta, and I am a weight-inclusive registered dietitian. I started this podcast to help people like you heal their relationship with their bodies and food. Each week, there is a new episode that talks about different topics surrounding eating disorder recovery, diet culture, weight inclusivity, and more. So stay tuned, and thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to the All Bodies Nutrition Podcast. This is your host, Delani, and as always, I am so grateful to have you here with me today. Today, I have a very special guest. It is only the second male that I've ever had on this podcast, so I'm so excited to have him. Um, His name is Kai Lane, and he is, well, he does a lot of different things, but how I found him was through his fitness page or his fitness postings on Instagram. So Kai, thank you so much for coming on. I'm super, super duper excited to be here. I know. I'm so excited. And so, first of all, I'm you're coming to us all the way from Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, Little Rock, <laughs> Arkansas. And um, I always, I yeah. love connecting with like people across the country, which is so cool. So give us, it's super cool. Yeah. Super so give cool. us a little bit of an insight about you. Um, you know, you do do social media, um, but you also have like you know, a day job. So give us a little bit of an, in, an input about like what it's like being you. Yeah. So um, I work for Arkansas's largest investment firm. Um, and it's one of Arkansas's uh, oldest companies that's still standing, um, Stevens Inc. Um, and they actually have a presence all over the country as well as in New York. <clears throat> um, I'm a research assistant. And so I assist analysts in their research as well as their um, schedule. Mm. Um, I, I help them schedule flights and things like that, but I also aid in their research and I aid in trading. Mm. Um, so like after the market closes, I am one of those that goes in and make sure that the profit and loss is reported um, and that whomever's bought or sold stocks that day that there is reported correctly. So basically, so, Bernie Madoff did not have you working for him. <laughs> nah, nah. Um, you know, I'm wait. I'm waiting for uh, all of those guys to give me a call. But for now, Stevens is where. Yeah, that's where it's so at. cool. Um, yeah. and and do you have your own company as well? I do. So I, I sometimes I get timid and say it's not a company; it's just a no, side hustle. But but it's a company. It's called yeah. Gracelite Digital. Um, it's a, uh, full service marketing and graphic design company. Um, and the story behind it is, man, I, I was working at a church and I needed some funds. Um, and you know, churches don't generate a whole lot of money. And so it was either that or go get a regular job. And I was like, I'm not clocking in anymore. Cause I already clock in at this church. Yeah. So I just used what I had That's to get so- what I needed and yeah. rest is history. Wow, that's so cool. So of course, we will have all of your links for your social media and your company and everything in the show notes. Um, and obviously, please um, give Kai a follow on Instagram and TikTok, um, because I just think it's so cool. And so we were talking about how the Instagram or, you know, TikTok space has a lot of body size diversity when it comes to women when it comes to like women working out and stuff like that but like I never see men in different body sizes ever anywhere yeah which is insane it is and 
honestly, until the pandemic year 2020, I, I really didn't see many as well, except like linemen on football teams or mm-hmm. like wrestlers, um, you know, sumo wrestlers, yeah. those type of athletes. Otherwise, just your normal average Joes, um, not seeing them, not seeing yeah. footage, not seeing content um, that is centered around plus size men. Which is it's oh. unfortunate because it there's such a, you know, most individuals are not in like, you know, uh, what people would normally consider like a model type body with like a six pack and like cut and ripped and doing all these like crazy exercises, which look insane, um, let alone, you know, there's the obvious like steroid use that goes on especially with lifting and competitive lifting and things like that which is obviously very dangerous and a whole other conversation and I'm sure you have your own take on that because you know that may usually men who lift in the gym that's probably something that occurs when I go to the gym I try not to talk to anyone so like (laughs) I don't know what happens I just I don't want to be I don't want anyone to see that I'm there I wish I was a ghost um but yeah, so give us a little bit of an insight. Like, were you always into lifting? Was it something that like came on later on in life? Things like that. Got it. So I would say probably the revival of, of my fitness journey or athleticism or whatever mm-hmm. happened during the pandemic. Um, so I I was like just getting on the treadmill and stuff like that. Um and honestly, let me just backtrack. So yeah, let's back it started in 20. Like yeah, this is the, the root of it all is in 2018, my cousin passed away. I'm so sorry. Um, it, it happens. And and honestly, I think, you know, the, I think he's in the ethos and I think he's happier where he is. Um, but he, he passed away from diabetes. Mm. Um, he had undiagnosed diabetes. He didn't know he had diabetes. And he died of a diabetic coma. Oh my God. Now, my cousin was half my size. And he was carrying that disease that's very much preventable and or um, something that he could have addressed if he had access to health care. Yeah. And so when I found that out, I started to take my health more serious. Um, and so he died in December of 2018. And by spring 2019, I went to get my general checkup and I, my doctor was like reading my numbers and I was pre-diabetic or mm. close to yeah. my A1C was in a uh, weird space. Okay. And so that just like, that kind of, you know, shook yeah. me up a little bit. Um, he and I were 20 days apart in age, we grew up together, all of that. And so I just started kind of just taking my health more serious. And so I would just get on the treadmill. I would maybe, um, you know, lift a little weight, but not too much because I was thinking that that would make me gain weight Mm. um, because of just my, you know, just my knowledge, lack of knowledge of weightlifting. Um, And then the pandemic hit. And so I was stuck at home as everybody across the world was. And I was going out on my mind board and I just was like, you know what? I'm going to Academy Fitness and I'm going to get me some fitness gear. And that's when I started taking my health serious. And I started looking up different techniques to work out at home. So then I got on Twitter one day and this, this is where 
this is the, where the Twitter all, world could be a good thing or a bad thing. Or a bad I thing. Know. I know. I know. But this is <laughs> this is a good part of Twitter. Okay. So I'm on Twitter and I'm just scrolling and this guy named Coach Dom, a guy that looks just like me. Wow. Like we could be cousins. Um, he's working out and he's getting it. Wow. And I'm like, yo. And he's a and not only that, he's not just working out, he's a personal trainer. Wow, yeah. And he's built like me. And so I was like, whoa. Um, and I tell him all the time, he's one of the reasons why I'm I'm so much more focused on my health and yeah. wellness, so much more focused on just being active because he gets it. Like when I say he gets it, he gets it. And he is not on roids or anything. Wow, yeah. He is just just he he calls himself burly like he's a burly boy I love that 2020 I come across his page and then I come across uh TikTok like I was so bored I just downloaded TikTok because I ain't got nothing else to do and so I make a TikTok page and then I discover the hashtag big talk is that what that is okay okay so big talk can go multiple ways <laughs> uh, just like twitter yeah big talk is a uh, can be uh fetishized as well as can yes. be informational um and so i started creating content and around my 30th birthday that was 2020 as yours was too and um on my 30th birthday i declared my 30th year healthy me wow and my first video working out i was I I just created this little video uh, of me working out, doing the best I can. And it was just like a, a daily vlog, if you will. Yeah. And the rest is history. And I've gone up and down, in and out. I've had, yeah. you know, seasons where I just didn't feel like creating content, seasons yeah. where I wasn't in the gym since then. But since then, that's what I've been doing. That is so cool. I love that so much. And it's just so interesting, first of all, how the algorithm targets certain things. So I see nothing but like dogs and like Me too. plus size women on my and and we do both have pugs. Yes. And which, I thought that was so crazy. I love I, pugs. I, I love see, like the the bulldog type dog. So same. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's so funny. And we can have a whole conversation about that, but we won't bore you guys with uh our pug love. Pug um, life. yeah seriously um but I think it's just so interesting and I think that's so cool that you saw inspiration of someone in a similar body to you who is lifting and also a trainer and it goes against everything that like society tells us is like what's reality but the truth is and like I always tell this to the listeners like just because someone's a personal trainer doesn't mean anything they could have a certification from like nowhere and they could also like really not know what they're doing like in my personal experience like at the gyms that I've gone to like most of the trainers do not know what they're doing and I personally am not a personal trainer my sister is and so I learned how to lift from her and obviously like form is never going to be 100% perfect but there are certain things that you can look at and be like oh my god okay like what's going on there that person is gonna like that looks dangerous but like you know there's this you know, misnomer that like, oh, no pain, no gain. And if it's hurting while you're doing it, you should keep going. And it's like, no, that's how you get injured. Injured. Yeah. 
And you can get injured in any size body. Yes. Not just individuals in larger size bodies. And also something that a lot of my clients even realize, and I realized with my lifting journey was like how strong I was. And it's, there is nothing better than feeling strong. Like after you deadlift a nice weight now, like I'm sure you deadlift significantly more than I do. However, (laughs) you know, all things considered, you know, when we talk about health, improving behaviors, which is something that is part of the health at every size movement kinds of uh, a pillar of it is that we don't care necessarily. We don't care about the scale. We care about like, what are you doing that serves your health? And so for you, you were like, you know what? I think moving my body is something that is important to me. And then you found stuff that makes you feel good. And that's what makes you continue it. Yes. When when we talk about things like helping someone who is at a pre-diabetic level, which is very, very common. Um, Lifting weights is like one of the best things you could do to help improve your body's insulin sensitivity. Yes. You know, lowering your hemoglobin A1C. There are other things that you can do as well, but definitely that's like one of the number one things because when you lift weights, it makes your muscle cells more sensitive to taking in glucose without the help of insulin, which I'm getting Mm -hmm. a little scientific here. Um, I think I have a whole episode on diabetes. I know I've had like a bunch of different individuals. I've even had an endocrinologist from the city on. And, you know, we talked about things like this. Um, Mm -hmm. But just like what you just said, you were like, okay, you had this very sad and heartbreaking event happen. And you're like, you know, let me go to the doctor and check my numbers because it's scary. And especially as a person in a larger size body, we're so demonized by the health field. And it's like, oh, my pinky hurts. Let me go to the doctor. And they're like, well, you know, have you considered losing weight? Losing weight? What does this have to do with with my weight? Nothing. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, so I think that that your whole origin story is so cool. And so you and I talked a little bit before we started recording about like your relationship with food. And if that's something that like you struggled with, or, you know, a lot of people have this misconception that men or boys don't have disordered eating or eating disorders, but it's actually highly prevalent, especially in the athletic world. Yes. Um, so if um, you have any yeah. insight, I think it would be so helpful. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I'm a child of the 90s and um, we, we're not we're, we're not experiencing this as much these days because of the price mm-hmm. of every grocery piece <laughs> of uh, grocery. Um, but in the 90s, we have full refrigerators. Yeah. Um, because of, you know, people who were probably under the poverty line got food stamps and they got yeah. a lot of them. And so I grew up, um, you know, my mom, single mother, and she, we had a full refrigerator. And if it wasn't my mom's house, it was my grandmother's house. My grandmother aided in raising me. And so, I mean, <laughs> you name it, we kind of had it. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it was not just like, you know, whatever's categorized as bad food, you know, yeah. fried or whatever, but it was also lots of processed carbs, processed sugars, um, Debbie cakes, honey buns. Like my aunt worked at the local bread store. She oh, would wow. send us like all the desserts and pies and stuff mm-hmm. that the bread store would thrift out. Um, and so I just, you know, I grew up in a, a weird situation and 
that was my refuge was food yeah and so it also not only was like my emotional crutch but it felt like this sense of pride that I had that I could eat two or three plates or mm. you know go to CC's pizza buffet I don't know if y'all have it in New York but I'm, I'm from New York we have different pizza God, I know, I know y'all got the right pizza up there, but there's like this pizza buffet called CC's Pizza that came to my hometown in the '90s, and it was like the hot rage. And like me and a bunch of our friends, we would go. It was like fifth, sixth grade, and like pile our plates high, and that was just like normal. Yeah. You know? Um, and so my relationship with food started as a child. And it yeah. wasn't the, I wouldn't say it, it was, I would say it wasn't the best relationship. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And and it's, you know, through high school, high school, I've kind of slowed down on my abusive eating, if you will, because I was an athlete and or I was mm. busy a lot. And so I didn't eat as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, But I also wasn't eating things that were nourishing to my body either. Mm. Um, college, I had a awful relationship with food um uh when I was in like traditional college because I actually finished college late but when I was on campus mm. like you know eating any time of night and day eating burgers you know just the stuff that is not necessarily the best for yourself at all times or eating that um and so now I'm an adult yeah and like I have this like I, I've kept I've 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 identified it and I figured out what it's rooted in. So I think my two struggles with food and or eating now is night eating mm. and emotional eating mm. or stress eating. So like give an example, like my wife and I, we do budget meetings like Wednesday or Thursday nights to, you know, strategize our bills and count as many little pennies we got left. And that triggers me. Yeah. And so usually after we get done, I'll go get something that's not so good for me to, you know, to kind of feel nurtured. Yeah. Um, and then the night eating is just like, you have a single mom that works late nights. She gets off at, you know, nine, eight or 9 p.m. at night. She comes mm -hmm. home to cook dinner and it's 10 or 11 p.m. And that's dinner. And so like my body is like tailored accustomed to that accustomed time to that time frame and so um but then you know I don't live that lifestyle anymore and it's not serving me anymore mm -hmm. so um my wife and I are practicing just eating the correct portions mm -hmm. but not doing it you know we've tried every diet keto mm -hmm. low carb vegan uh uh, protein shakes fasting we tried it all and it doesn't work it all ends up crashing so now we're just meal prepping and just making sure we're in the right portions we're not counting calories I just drink water um I work out and I I don't really I mean I would love to drop weight but I don't I'm that's not my main focus yeah, yeah. and so it sounds like you're kind of like a, coming to the approach of more of like an intuitive more balanced approach yep. while also acknowledging that there are other outside factors that cause a little bit of this like food trauma like I call it where 
certain things could be triggering and then also finding comfort in food which is a very common and normal thing and it's not a bad thing and so there's just a couple of things like you know when it comes to labeling food as like good foods and bad foods I always like to remind people like there's no such thing as a bad food like a donut never killed like never took a knife and killed someone like that's a bad thing like a bad person is someone who goes around killing people I mean there's also a long list of other things but just (laughs) generally when we talk about morality across the board we know like killing people isn't a good thing Um, so that's like a bad thing so eating you know like a burger or pizza isn't bad Um, but I think also when you feel like you're not getting a variety of different types of foods and you maybe have a surplus of one type of food it may not necessarily physically feel good for you to be like eating that all the time Um, and then in terms of like the timing of food like there's your body doesn't know the difference like whether you eat all your calories you know in the morning or like you spread it throughout the day which is obviously better for energy balance and like yeah. your body throughout the day it's not like the end of the world if you eat so late but it's also not so great for your body if you wait too long to eat as well absolutely absolutely it's so- it's all about balance like that's that's just life life is balanced so yeah Yeah, for sure. And so I love that. And so, you know, I think it just shows you that like everyone has their struggles, everyone has their journey. And the best that we can do is just, you know, try to listen to what our body is telling us, which is sometimes a little bit hard when there's so many other things going on. Um, But I think that it's really great that you are definitely prioritizing movement. Yep. Which I love. So like what so what was your, so the way that you title a lot of your videos, um, is like fat boy hit an upper body workout. And I love that because, you know, for many of us reclaiming the word fat from like being negative to being more of like a neutral and just like a descriptor word and saying like, Hey, like I'm fat and I can also deadlift or I'm fat and I can also do this. Like, how did you come up with that? And I love, literally, I love that so much. It is so cool. Yeah. So, okay. So there's this, like, on, there's this, there's this whole world qu- out there yeah, that I don't yeah. even know about. You gotta, you gotta check out Big Time. Okay. So there is a cold civil war. This is what I call it. Cold civil war. What? Of what big and fat is amongst men. Okay. And so... I so okay I originally like when I like and there's been like a revival of how I design my videos like I've only designed them that way for the last six weeks maybe two months okay and it really came from that scissor song from SNL a few months back Mm. it's cuffing season yeah I don't even know okay I'm so bad I'm a grandma I don't even know what that means what does that mean cuffing yeah Okay, so cuffing season is, <laughs> it's, oh. I'm like, tell okay. me, I'm 32 years old. It's okay. I, don't know. I hardly know, because I've been cuffing since I was in 12th grade. So cuffing is basically being in a relationship. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I got so, it. So like, there's a season of, I don't, I don't follow this, because I've been with the same woman since yeah. I was in 12th grade. But, um, like, Cuffing season begins after Labor Day and ends oh. after Valentine's Day. Okay. So it's basically the, the fall and winter. Okay. And then spring spring and summer is like break up with your folks. And do oh, you. okay. <laughs> this is what so, the young kids say these days. Yeah. Okay. And so then also 
cuffing season is also synonymous with big boy or big girl season. Oh. So, okay. so like big boy season is like you don't want to be hugged up and you know cuddled up during the winter with some little stick of a man. <laughs> you want a big old man that will keep you warm. <laughs> and so, oh, so that's why that's where that song kind of gets its information from. So, how does so, this lead to civil war? Got it. Okay, so the <laughs> civil war that we're going through on TikTok and other social program uh social medias is that there are these guys that claim they're big boys but they're not big boys yeah and that's okay like they're 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 them like you know they might have big shoulders and you know they might be muscular but they're like the typical what you would consider physique of a of whomever and so I was using the term big boy, but I was like, you know what? I don't want, like, mm. I don't, they can have it. I'm fat. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not, and it's it's like, I'm fly with this shit. And I don't know if I can cuss in the you podcast. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm fly with this shit and I don't give a fuck what nobody say. You know, who's going to check me? That's that kind of my mindset. Yeah. Behind it. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a, a F you to the system. Like, I, I love that. Yeah. And so, like, do you find that there's, like, openly, like, maybe, like, negative dialogue in this community online, like, in the comments? Because, like, I know for for women, especially, like, curvy women, plus-size women, fat women who are showing themselves working out, and then you get these, like, random, and it oftentimes happens to be white dudes coming on yeah. their page and saying, like, you're fat and disgusting and, like... Yep. So I wonder what it's like. Like, do you ever experience that? Like, what is that like? So I want to backtrack. So anytime I see that happening to my plus sisters and I, I follow a bunch of plus mm. size females that are active. Some of them are trainers. Yeah. Some of them aren't. Um, but when I see that in comment sections, I go off on those. That's people. so nice of you. Um, because like when I see plus women, I see my my wife I see my mom um my mom is no longer considered plus she she's lost some considerable weight um but she was plus when I was a kid so Mm. she's still plus to me um my grandmother's plus and so I see that my sister's plus so I see that and so I just I equate that with anybody but as far as my experience um I wish a motherfucker would (laughs) like, it's just, it's like, um, it's happened every now and then, but otherwise, like one time I posted a video of me doing a home workout and this was like, uh, back in the summer last year. And some guy was like, it ain't working. And I, I just ignored him. Yeah. Um, but usually I don't really get negative comments. Sometimes people like, like they solicit their nutrition advice and I didn't ask for it in the comments so Mm. like one time one guy was like looks like you're eating a lot of sugar carbs blah 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 blah. you need to change your diet and I just responded I was like I'm 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 doing what I want to do yeah you know this is I'm not your opinion yeah I'm not posting these for approval I'm, I'm posting these really for me and I'm posting it for people like me that need the, the the visual yeah to be to to move like i've been po- commenting on um 
um, sacred space for fat bodies. And I've been saying movement is movement. Yeah. That, that really is my mindset. It's like, I just want some really, and I'm very much inspired. I like to inspire younger guys than me yeah. because I wish I had some of the knowledge that I have now when I was earlier in my youth. Yeah. But I want some young guy that's struggling with their self image to see somebody like me and get inspired. That's really all I want to do. I so love if that. They, say some crap I'm just like I don't care yeah yeah I find that you can't beat me in a fight you know what I'm saying you can't whoop me I wouldn't imagine (laughs) um but I think that unfortunately like society goes more after the visual the visualization of women you know and it just it's just part of society like how people you know the patriarchal society viewing women as like oh they should like look the way that we think that they should look or you know only if they're you know quote unquote fat in the right places then they're acceptable but like you know so it's it's very unfortunate um but I think that it's so inspiring and so great that you're like you know I want someone who's younger than me or someone who's just scrolling through social media to see like hey like you could be at any size and like lift weights or you know move your body and it's just to feel good and feel strong yep absolutely so I think that's so cool and so do you and so you also do modeling yes so that is also a new venture of mine so the weightlifting it kind of predates the modeling um I've been lifting weights since high school but I stopped in my 20s and now I'm back but the modeling kind of came from discovering the body positivity movement mm. um I think I discovered body body posi in 2013 or 14 when I first got my Instagram mm. account and I just you know I just was looking for different categories because I knew the hashtags meant something back then yeah and so I came across body positive and I had never heard the ta- term and knew what it was and so like my example of plus size models was like Takara from um, Next Top Model hmm. or um, just, just very, it was very slim, like yeah. just slim pickings. And so um, I knew that there were plus size men that modeled, but most of the time they were either athletes or hmm. um, just not people shaped like me. Yeah. And so I, I, back in 2013, 14, I was like, I love to, you know, be an influencer or a model or whatever, you know, just because I love clothes. I love, and it's not from like a vain place. I just like, I like clothes. Um, I like fashion. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I guess around 20, the pandemic was very transformative for me. Yeah, because I had time to really discover me. Um, but twenty twenty one, I started to just you know explore how the big and tall modeling industry, the plus size modeling industry, started to do research like how to get into it, and um, then twenty twenty two came, and I just like last year around this time, my mission was like I'm launching this. Like I did my research, I figured out some things. And so this, this, this past year, I was like, mm. this is my year to, to start. So I, uh, my first endeavor, I went down to Dallas 
to this um, model call. Hmm. And Dallas is just like a three and a half, four hour job from here, from Little Rock. And like that hour and a half, I learned a bunch. Wow. Um, I was selected for, uh, they were recruiting for Dallas Fashion and Talent Week. Okay. Um, and I was I, like, I got picked, but they wanted money or something and I didn't have the money that they needed. And so that kind of set me back because it was discouraging. Yeah. Um, but then the summer came and this, here's another um, TikTok trend, Hoochie Daddy short season. <laughs> um, this is hilarious. So I knew the term, but I had never like used it okay so one day on I was me and my wife were in Burlington Coat Factory yeah I shopped there sometimes because they carry my size yeah it's one of the only places I can get off the rack clothes my size and I just like pulled my phone out and started recording me shopping at Burlington Coat Factory and looking through the different clothes because sometimes Burlington is hit or miss hmm. so I saw these shorts that Otherwise, I wouldn't really wear. They're like, they look like fake Versace shorts. Okay. <laughs> and I called and I was like, these hoochie daddy shorts. <laughs> and I said it in my video and the video went viral. Oh, that's so funny. So then people were just laughing. They was like, you should buy those shorts. And so I went back and got the shorts and made another video. It went viral. That's so cool. So then I was like, I'm going to capitalize on this yeah. moment okay so whoever's watching if you have a moment use it don't 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 play with it don't play with it okay yeah um so I took that moment and I reached out to every small big and tall brand and or brand that I can fit I sent texts dms everything I was like hey I said the video that I that went viral hey I'm a aspiring influencer aspiring model I love to um, partner with you, blah, 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 blah. And so the only person that bit was this brand called 100 Braun. They're wearing mm. a shirt right here. Um, 100 Braun is a brand created by a guy in 2020 that uh, that is just for us. It's an urban wear brand that's just for plus size men. That's um, so cool. So they, he and I, uh, we had a conversation over Instagram. And he kind of coached me. He was like, what are your analytics on your page? And I was like, I don't know. And he showed me how to um, look up my analytics. And he was like, you'll need to know this for when you try yeah. to negotiate other deals. So then um, he sent me a shirt and some hoochie daddy shorts. <laughs> and he just like, do your thing. And so I did my thing. Oh, and that's so cool. Yeah. And so we do, you do have a code with yeah. 100 brawn and we will have it linked in the show notes so definitely check it out and i just like for women that it's hard to find you know nice accessible clothing um it's the same for men yep but it i really will is. say the gripe that I have, and, and I was talking with one of my clients like a few months ago, and she was like, I'm organizing my husband's pants, and I realized they have like an inseam size. Mm -hmm. And I and she was like, so they make different 
lengths for different length legs, but women, we don't get that. We just really? get like one size. Some companies do, but across the board, like if you're a size 16, you're a size 16. There's no like 30, 29, 32, 34. Isn't that crazy? I had no clue. And I didn't, I, I was like, oh my goodness. She goes, yeah. I was like, I, I asked my husband, like, what is this number? And he yeah. was like, that's the length of like the leg. And I, and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I didn't know that. So that's, that's so I thought that's that very, was very like, pr- that's very kind of judgmental because women are different heights. That's almost saying that. Yes. We're all not the same height. Yeah. Cause so my, like my wife is, is tall. So yeah, I never knew that. That's crazy. So she probably has to find places that carry, like they'll have like some places will have like short regular tall but like I don't know what that means like what does that mean you know what I mean so I just always found that very interesting but that's so cool so of course we will have that linked in the show notes but I think just it's so cool the overall message of like pursuing fitness that you enjoy and just embracing yourself as a human living on this earth yeah absolutely which you know unfortunately society isn't always on our side, but I think like the more voices like yours um, will hopefully amplify this message to like normalize it. Um, there's this um, Instagram person, girl, I'm friends with her and she started the hashtag normalize normal bodies. So like mm-hmm. showing cellulite, hair, you know, skin that isn't smooth and just like being like your authentic self, like not having to retouch yourself and not having to make everything perfect. And like, if you have rolls, you know, your arms aren't like thin or whatever, it's like just normalizing normal bodies. And I think it's just so true. And and the fact that individuals in larger size bodies are considered other than yeah, is so first of all, annoying and disgusting, but also like the average size woman in the United States is a size 16, which is considered plus size, but like many companies don't carry above a size 12 or 14. And even when they do carry 16s or whatever, like the sizing isn't the same. Like you could be in one store, get like one size 16 in one pant. But then if you get it in a different color, the same exact style, same exact pant, it won't fit. It's the most bizarre thing ever. I don't understand it. So it happens to men too. And I, I don't want to bash a brand that I love, but Nike is really bad. No, we have that. to because their sizing, let me tell you, um, doesn't make any sense. Um, and it's so frustrating. So like something that I found, and I don't know if you have seen this as well in brands that carry some extended sizing, but mm. I've noticed that brands that now carry like maybe like 1x 2x 3x which isn't even that big of a deal but okay Mm -hmm. fine they're they're finally extending it a little bit I feel like the sizing shrunk oh yeah which I had ordered like from Nike especially on Black Friday because you know of course everyone's like I'm like home like ordering random crap on my phone because now it just like automatically knows my card number whatever and so (laughs) I ordered these like bras that I like workout bras that I saw like one of these influencers talking about and I was like I really want to pay $65 but it was like 24 bucks so I ordered a bunch of them in a size 1x which Mm -hmm. is not which should have ran big on me based on like Mm -hmm. my usual sizing Mm -hmm. 
it was so tight and I was like what this is insane I have other bras that I have from you that are like four years old that are a size large that fit me so like yeah and it's so discouraging so like you would think like oh wow they're now they're carrying a little bit of an extended sizing but then the sizes aren't even accurate they're smaller yeah I I learned probably when I when I so like I, I wear a 4x t-shirt and Every, I haven't worn it all the time, probably since I was, I'm 32 now, so I've probably been wearing a 4X since I was 28, maybe 27, and um, it's it's really hard to find 4X, like most companies don't go past 3X, mm. but I found out not all 4Xs are made, created equal, Yeah. Um, and so like there's certain brands where 4X feels like a nightgown on me, and then some brands where it feels like a half t-shirt on me. And so they're not, all I don't, yeah, they're not, I don't know what measuring systems they take. I don't know. I don't know what they do, but it's I'm like, not sure. yeah. So it's just certain brands that I just stick with that. I just know are going to work for me because yeah. I don't want to waste my money and I oh, don't want to buy something that I can't wear, but maybe two or three times. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. And quality yeah. Is definitely so important and long longevity and being able to wear things more than one time is also obviously important. So oh yeah. Companies still have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still have like such a long way to go, but it's nice to see that things are shifting. Like when I first started my business Instagram account in 2018, there were no other um curvy women as dietitians. Like there was only skinny women. And so when I first started, um, I actually was called the curvy dietitian because I had I didn't see anyone else that looked like me, you know, as a dietitian. And then as time went on, I I changed to all bodies nutrition because I don't want to leave out anyone. And so so yeah. my goal is to like help all individuals of all body shapes and sizes heal their relationship with food and feel their best. Um, but at the time and now it's completely different and now I've seen trainers and you know people yogis and which is a big big thing which is so cool I remember the first time I saw someone on Instagram practicing yoga she was in a larger size body doing like you know the upside down thing and I was like oh my god that's That's so so cool. cool but like you know normally in society we're taught like oh no if you're big or you're fat like you're lazy and you're out of shape and it's like that's just not the case like no everyone is built differently everyone's body is built differently um and bodies do really cool things they do they really do um you know I I kind of am very much into like ancestry Mm -hmm. and like how bodies kind of are formed from DNA and his, his just historical yeah. generational things. And so like my ancestry comes out of Ghana, Kenya, and um, Nigeria, as well as um, Scotland, Ireland, Ireland, and uh, England, and uh, some like Norway stuff and all of that. So like, that's my makeup, right? Mm. Well, if you look at, you know, the, body types of East Africa, you're going to find a lot of people built like me. Mm. Also, if you look at Scottish Irishmen, they're big men, mm. you know? This is and true. so, um, and it's because of their climate, 
Like you can't be frail and be in sub sub temperatures like that. You know, you can't be frail in East Africa and you know fight off a some kind of animal or something. You know, what I'm saying fight it's just off like a tiger, yeah, or whatever. And I'm not saying all of them just fighting tigers and lions over there. It's very similar, yeah. Over there. But like no, definitely, definitely like, and so the foods that they eat, potatoes, um, in Ireland and Scotland, um beans and rice um collard greens sweet uh yams these different things that's culturally rich to my culture um from both ends and, and it's just like i don't want to feel bad because i'm eating something that's native to no, my culture you know I... um and and i'm have a body type that's native to my culture i can't fit the eurocentric view of what a body Perhaps. is supposed to be a hundred percent and, you know, like when we talk about like, I don't look at my beautiful, perfect pug Penelope and say like, you need to look like a chihuahua right? No, because she's a pug. And like, that's her body shape. She's a chonky girl. Like that's her right. body. Um, right. But the same thing in genetics obviously plays such a huge role in like how your body responds to things, how your body has formed obviously environmental factors play a role um but it's so true and when you talk about cultural foods unfortunately the uh whitewashing of history and in terms of cultural foods have have been demonized you know in diet culture so diet culture says like oh white potatoes are bad but sweet potatoes are good and it's like no all food is good for you and all food has nutrients and nutritious value like I always say like all food is food it's broken down to the same exact stuff whether it's a burger or whether it's you know a grilled chicken breast with brown rice your body needs to use the same things to make it function and it's going to do what it needs to do Um, and if you don't give it adequate nutrients you don't give it adequate carbs you don't give it adequate energy it's going to pull from other parts of your body and that's why when we talk about like intentional weight loss or rapid weight loss your body doesn't selectively lose fat it loses muscle mass and when I talk about Mm -hmm. muscle mass I don't just mean muscles in your legs and your arms I mean like muscles like your heart and other parts of your body that keep your body functioning. And so even individuals in larger size bodies, whether or not they have adequate adipose storage, adequate fat on their body, their body is going to go towards turning the muscle into something that they can use versus burning fat, because burning fat is a very metabolically taxing process. So it's not as simple as like, oh, you're in a calorie deficit and then your body just uses the fat and burns it and that's it. That's not how it works. It doesn't mean that it never happens that way, but it's just not as simple as like one plus one equals two. No, if it was, then it would be. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be here right now if it was. So yeah. Um, Are there any lasting thoughts that you want to leave the listeners with? Love you. Love yours. Um, I'm a big hip hop fan. As you can see in my videos, like my, my mom loves my videos, not only because I'm getting active, but she loves the music selection. Um, and so J. Cole has this song called Love Yours. Hmm. And it's like, there's not a life that's better than yours. There's not anything that's better than yours. There's no such thing as a life better than yours. Your body is your body. Your body is sacred it's divine 
Um, it does amazing things, like we said. Love yours. Love your body. Love who you are. Be be who you are. I love that so much. Thank you so much for taking this time with us. And I will leave again all of your Instagram stuff, your um, your company, um, your codes for the um, brand that you work with. And please, guys, give him a follow on TikTok and Instagram. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. Hey, guys. So I just wanted to come back on here and add 